Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Some of the best stories in all of Doctor Who's revival era are the two-parters, stories which span across two episodes with a nail-biting cliffhanger in the middle. With that said, there are a number of single episodes of Doctor Who that would have really benefited from being two-parters instead. I'm Will for Who Culture, and here are ten Doctor Who episodes that should have been two-parters. 10. Sleep No More Sleep No More is one of Doctor Who's most unique and polarizing episodes. It's filmed entirely in a found footage style, like one of those cheesy horror movies from the last decade. But surprisingly, it's actually executed quite well, and the found footage isn't just a gimmick. It plays a key role in the episode. Essentially, villain of the week Professor Rasmussen's evil plan is to spread the infection responsible for the Sandman via glitches in a video feed. That video feed is the episode you're watching, and you are the target for the infection. It's an ingeniously meta a concept and it's genuinely unnerving, but what makes the episode feel somewhat unfinished is that the Doctor and Clara fail to save the day at the end of the story. The episode ends on a great cliffhanger, but there's no resolution. There really should have been a part two, where the Doctor and Clara figured out what was happening and resolved the plot. Maybe then this unique and ambitious episode would have been remembered as a standout story. 9. The Doctor's Daughter The Doctor's Daughter is one of the slightly weaker episodes in the brilliant series 4, but it does have a really intriguing character at its core that, given more time, could have been way more memorable. That character is Jenny, the Doctor's biological daughter who was artificially created by a progenation machine. Amusingly, Jenny's actress is the real-life daughter of the fifth Doctor, Peter Davison, and went on to marry 10th Doctor actor David Tennant. She does a great job in the role, and she's instantly charming, but to be honest, she doesn't have much of a character. She's friendly, upbeat, inquisitive, everything you'd expect a descendant of the Doctor to be, but she doesn't exhibit any interesting flaws or motivations. If this story had been a two-parter, Jenny's character could have been a lot more fleshed out and complex, which would have made her far more impactful. 8. The Ghost Monument After a promising start with The Woman Who Fell to Earth, Jodie Whittaker's second episode as the Doctor unfortunately fell rather flat. There's tons of great ideas here, a hostile planet full of varied threats, an intergalactic space race, a quest to find the TARDIS, but sadly none of those concepts are really capitalised on. The Ghost Monument also features some of the most useless villains in Doctor Who history, the Sniper Bots and the Remnants, which makes this episode feel even more underwhelming. But with some fixes, it could make for a cracking two-parter. If there was more focus on the space race, with more participants than just Angstrom and Epzo, you could have the Doctor and her companions caught up in the chaos of the race while desperately avoiding the planet's array of threats. The Ghost Monument has all the ingredients for a rip-roaring adventure, but sadly they use the wrong recipe. They should have cooked up a two-parter instead. 7. Kill the Moon Yeah, this is the infamous episode where it's revealed that the Earth's moon is actually an egg. 
The moon exhibits unusual behavior throughout the episode, and at the climax, we're told that that's because a giant baby dragon is trying to hatch out of it. Putting the omelette surprise to one side, this is a fantastically tense and atmospheric episode with a classic feel to it, and it really deserved more time to develop all of its ideas, particularly the moral dilemma at the core of the story, which pushes Clara to her limits and demonstrates the Doctor's ambiguity. Said moral dilemma culminates in a fiery finale between the Doctor and Clara, and it would have been fantastic to have seen more of that. 6. The Battle of Ranskur Avkolos as Series 11's finale approached, fans wondered what sort of thing would close out Chris Chibnall's first run. But the Battle of Ranskur Avkolos turned out to be one of the most underwhelming finales in the show's history, with a dull plot, baffling character decisions, and a general low-stakes atmosphere that made it all feel like a bit of a waste of time. Despite the title, there actually isn't a battle in the Battle of Ranskur Avkolos. It takes place off-screen before the events of the episode. But if the story were a two-parter, there would be enough time and scope to actually show this fight, which would nicely raise the stakes of the episode and make it feel more climactic. We'd also have more time to get to know the Ooks, an interesting concept that weren't fully explored to their full potential. Particularly for a series finale, this episode feels lackluster and disappointing, but turning it into a two-parter could have fixed that and brought Jodie Whittaker's first series to a properly exciting finish. 5. The Wedding of River Song the Wedding of River Song is an absolute mess of a finale. It's crammed with way too many concepts and characters, making it feel rushed and bloated. After the admittedly very entertaining opening sequence, the episode sadly devolves into a meandering story that doesn't seem to know what it wants to be. With all these hugely important plot threads needing to be resolved, it's no surprise the episode buckles under the weight of its own ambition. The sweeping story arc of Series 6 really deserved a two-part finale to properly wrap things up, to give both the viewers and the characters enough time to process and reflect on all the twists and turns. 4. Nightmare in Silver when fans were told they were getting another episode written by Neil Gaiman for Series 7, they were overjoyed. After all, his previous offering, The Doctor's Wife, was one of the best episodes of Season 6. Sadly, however, Nightmare in Silver was a classic case of overambition, with lots of bold ideas crammed too tightly into a rushed episode that felt hastily written and sadly didn't do a great job of introducing the new Cybermen design. The Cybermen rank among the Doctor's most iconic foes, but it can be hard to do them justice on screen, especially within the confines of a single episode. A two-part Nightmare in Silver could have gone down as one of the best Cyberman stories ever. Unfortunately, we got an episode that didn't do them or Neil Gaiman justice. 3. Fugitive of the Jadoon this episode was a treat for Whovians, since it saw the long-awaited return of fan-favorite Captain Jack Harkness, a proper appearance from everyone's favorite space rhino police, and even saw the surprise reveal of a new, as-yet-unseen incarnation of the Doctor, played with style and swagger by Joe Martin. The episode seemed like it would be a standard mid-series Monster of the Week runaround, but it soon expanded into a twisty, plot-focused episode that contributed to the wider story arc. While that was a nice surprise, it also sadly robbed us of something we were all looking forward to, a good old-fashioned alien invasion story focused on the Jadoon. If the episode was turned into a two-parter, you could have the first part focus mainly on the Jadoon and the mystery surrounding Ruth, with the shock reveal that she's the Doctor working as a cliffhanger. Then, part two would focus on the fallout of this reveal and tie things up with the Jadoon, while also featuring the return of Captain Jack, hopefully expanded into a meatier role, rather than the extended cameo we got. 2. The Power of Three 
The pond's penultimate adventure, The Power of Three, is an ambitious episode where the premise of Earth being invaded by very small cubes gives us a lovely examination of the Doctor's relationship with his companions, as Amy and Rory are torn between their life on Earth and their life with the Doctor. This allows for some beautifully touching scenes, particularly the Doctor and Amy's conversation on the riverbank. The main plot is intriguing as well, right up until the infamously rushed ending. After all the build-up around the mystery of the cubes, it turned out that all they did was give people heart attacks. Which feels like really vanilla, I guess, for Doctor Who? Worse still, the episode is resolved, no joke, by the Doctor simply waving his sonic screwdriver at a screen, putting everything back to normal. It all adds up to make this potentially phenomenal episode leave us with a bit of taste of disappointment. The Power of Three certainly has a sense of scale befitting a two-parter, and if it had been one, there would have been more time to do the main plot justice. 1. The Time of the Doctor The 11th Doctor's final story gives Matt Smith a heartfelt send-off with a memorably melancholy regeneration scene, but sadly fails to satisfyingly wrap up Stephen Moffat's ambitious story arcs that had followed the Doctor throughout his tenure. It's a lovely episode, but ultimately not a satisfactory resolution to years of build-up, and that's mostly due to the fact that the pacing feels rushed and the script feels overstuffed with ideas. What should have been big reveals come at you so quickly and without fanfare that you're left wondering if you've accidentally pressed fast forward, and the sense of impact from the plot therefore doesn't quite match up to the epic scale of the visuals. If this Christmas special had been extended into a two-parter like The End of Time, it would have been perfect. We could have had more time with the Doctor taking care of the people of Trenzalore, more screen time from the Daleks, Cybermen, Silence, and Weeping Angels, more of everyone's favourite one-off companion handles, and properly satisfying explanations for the 11th Doctor's story arcs to give fans the resolution they deserved. The Siege of Trenzalore is a great concept, and a two-parter would have been enough to wrap up the 11th Doctor's reign with a neat little bow tie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 